Hello everyone, welcome to Section 105 Game Day. I am your host, Evan Yost, and with me I have co-host Davis Jackson. Hello everyone. Alright, let's get things uh, kicked off with our games to recap. Uh, first, we have SMU at Houston. Uh, transfer quarterback from UT. He's been playing really good. Uh, he's he threw for uh, 20 for 38, 203 yards, one touchdown, and only one interception against an almost upset like, at Houston. Yeah, SMU, they barely came out of Houston uh, with a 35-31 win to remain perfect. Um, they still haven't lost a game a few years ago. Houston was in SMU spot. They were undefeated, and they traveled to struggling SMU, and SMU beat them. Houston tried to turn the tables on them this season, but uh, close close but no cigar. SMU comes away with a close win, um, and a lot of that is attributed to Shane Mouchel and Xavier Jones. Great. Now we got Wisconsin at Ohio State. Now, usually we're recap. We're like uh, for top players for Ohio State. We're usually recapping um, uh, Justin Fields, but he had, this this one. He actually went out with an injury. They said that it's nothing too serious. That he'll be good to go uh, by uh, next week, this week. But um, J.K. Dobbins, the running back for Ohio State, uh, carried their team once he went out. Uh, Twenty carries, one hundred and sixty-three yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, even without. Um... Justin Fields for part of that game. Ohio State was Ill, still able to dominate uh, Wisconsin 38-7. to Wisconsin's now lost two in a row, one in blowout fashion, and then one a upset loss to Illinois. That definitely not – that first loss probably did it, but then this loss knocks them out of com- – completely knocks them out of playoff contention. Uh, like you said, J.K. Dobbins, he's been great all season, one of the – leading rushers in the NCAA. He's just been playing awesome. And, um, yeah, like I said, Ohio State dominated everything. Right. All right, now we go on to Oklahoma at Kansas State. All right, now I don't really know what happened in this game, but whatever it is, it made me happy to see an upset. Um, Now, Skylar Thompson, the uh, quarterback for Kansas State, he played very well, 18 for 28. 213 yards. He didn't throw any passing touchdowns, but with excellent on the run game, have four rushing touchdowns. Yeah, Kansas State, they've only lost twice now, once to Baylor and then to Oklahoma State in back-to-back weeks. They've now won their last two games, uh, coming away with a big upset, like you said, against Oklahoma. Uh, They took advantage of the Oklahoma defense, scoring 48 points on them. And usually if – if there's a shootout game, I'm taking Oklahoma with the way their offense plays. But this game was a shootout, and Kansas State was able to beat Oklahoma. I think that, um, well, for one, Kansas State, they they never gave up. They were down 17-7 at the end of the first quarter and dominated the second quarter and the third quarter um, to be able to beat uh, Oklahoma, coming away with a huge top-five upset. Yeah, this just goes to show you that OU really needs to work on their defense because the points that they've given up other than this is against is against Texas, and, tw- and they give up 27 points. It just goes to show that they need to work on their defense in Oklahoma. Yeah, it's still kind of surprising because, I mean, Texas is probably the best offense they've played, and they only allowed 27 points to them. So it's kind of 
Like, it's kind of confusing for Oklahoma. Maybe maybe they rise to the occasion against a good Texas offense and then have lower expectations against Kansas State. Yeah. Great. Now we're going on to Mississippi State at Texas A&M. Uh, I was actually at this game, and Kellen Mond came out very surprising. He, he hasn't been too great this, this year, but now – now he threw for 17 for 23, 234 yards, and three touchdowns against Mississippi State at Kyle Field. The, the, in this game, he completed over 70% of his passes, which is excellent for him this season. This season, he has not been playing good. His first season at Texas a he played pretty good. Last season, he was all right, and this season, he's just been falling apart. But this, if he can play like this game every single game from now on, Texas A&M uh, is back up there. It could be ranked by the end of the season again. Yeah, he probably realized that he needs to back up his statement that he's the best SEC quarterback with the way Tua and Joe Burrow has been playing. But um, and then they controlled the game from the start in a good win by the Ags to help put them one game away from going to a bowl game. They're now five and three. All they've got to do win one more game and they're guaranteed a bowl game. But that's going to be pretty tough to do, figuring that they play. Um, South Carolina, who pulled off an upset earlier uh, this season, Georgia and LSU, but they play UTSA this week, so pretty sure they can come away with the win. Um, I mean, never know, but I'd I, I, I bet my money that AM comes away with that win, so bit huge win for them against Mississippi State. All right. Uh, now we go on to Auburn and LSU. Uh, this game was a really good game, uh, only a three-point margin. Uh, should have been by a lot more, uh, personally, I think. But um, Joe Burrow, he, uh, he threw – he was 32 for 42, 321 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Uh, and just so fun fact is that um, A&M actually put up more points against Mississippi State than LSU did. I admit LSU was playing at Mississippi State, and Mississippi State was playing at uh, A&M. But I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but or if Mississippi State was looking ahead to some game. I don't know what game they're playing next, but if they were looking ahead or what. But I don't know. That's just something I noticed. Yeah, uh, LSU, it was a low-scoring defensive-ish battle. Yeah, like yeah, Joe Burrow did throw for 321 yards. But um, this is the least points LSU scored this season. Yeah, it's against probably the best defense they've played this season. But um, like – Kind of like we've been mentioning, teams have been looking ahead. Uh, they play Alabama soon, and they could have been looking ahead. But I, I would never o- overlook Auburn in that defense. So I think that just Auburn's defense had a good game plan. Uh, still came away with the win, playing good defensively and good enough offensively. Yeah, like you said, you can't really look over Auburn. Um, like, like one thing that we've been debating is, like, is Auburn like is Auburn legit enough to actually be um, – in like top ten contender or anything like that, um, New York or New Year's Six Bowl, or are they gonna fall out? But it's just it's an up and down roller coaster sort of in between the, the those two. Yeah, I think Auburn is. I mean, they've only lost twice, um, and that was to Florida and LSU. And also, they did beat Oregon in Week One. They've also got a true freshman quarterback, so that's a, definitely a factor. I think that they're a really good team. Uh, they just need to. Um, if you're a really good team, you've got to play good against good teams. So I think that's where they struggle. Yeah. Um, with Auburn now having two losses, I, re- 
I don't think that they're going to um, really be in, in the talks anymore for uh, the playoffs, but the future is definitely bright for Auburn uh, with the freshman Bo Nick back, uh, back behind center. Yeah, they've also got Georgia and then obviously the famed Iron Bowl at the end of the season. So two tough yeah. opponents. Um, yeah, still left. Yes, multiple tough games to go against. All right, now we go uh, to Texas at TCU. And, Davis, I know you were really upset about this game. Uh, Texas's defense, like you mentioned last week, uh, their defense was going to be horrendous, horrible. You weren't going to like their defense. But Max Duggan, the TCU uh, uh, quarterback, he was 19 for 27, 273 yards, uh, two touchdowns, and only one interception against uh, Texas's defense. Yeah, uh, first, this was actually a fact. First time since 2014 that Oklahoma and Texas lost on the same day, which just before this started, I was reading it said that this was the Big 12's nightmare for um, their two best teams, Texas and Oklahoma, both to lose, maybe most likely knocking them, this the Big 12, out of playoff contention, uh, out of having a team in the top four. That just shows you the depth that the Big 12 has. And this is why I think they're the best conference, because any day, any game, you have a team uh, coming away with upsets. I mean, now there's only one undefeated Big 12 team left, and that's Baylor, who hasn't played um, much of the – who's played more of the lower teams. But I think that that just shows you the depth in the Big 12. But now back to this game, I think Texas defense, they played awful. Um Obviously, TCU's offense, this was their best game this season on offense since their first game against Arkansas Pine Bluff. So that's not really good for Texas. Texas to um, – uh, and also for Texas to have that bad of a defensive day, also with Sam Ellinger having an off day, does not help. Uh, Texas now has to win out, and Baylor has to lose twice. Iowa State and TCU both have to lose once in order for the long ones to make the Big 12 championship game. Yeah, one thing I noticed you said, though, is that, like, with the uh, any given time, any uh, game, any p- opponent in the Big 12 can upset another one. Um, and you said that was depth. Uh, I don't I – personally, I don't think that that's a definition of depth. I think that a definition of depth is, depth is multiple good teams. I mean, meanwhile, what uh, you said about, like, the different uh, teams can upset different opponents is uh, – I would call that more, like, parity and not um, depth. Because I think depth refers more to, like, the – how good a team is and like uh, their record shows it and instead of the actual like upsets and stuff what can happen. All right, now we'll go on to Oklahoma State at Iowa State. Uh, Spencer Sanders, uh, the Oklahoma uh, State uh, quarterback, he played really good. Um, 16 for 24, 249 yards, two touchdowns, and only one interception against Iowa State pulling up the upset. Yeah, um, Iowa State is in and out of the top 25 yet again. They need to sustain. They always play good, then get in the top 25, then play bad. I think that they need to sustain that good play in order to um, stay in the top 25. They need to uh, play better, especially in this good uh, Big 12 conference. And, yeah, I just think that you don't – I don't really – I don't really get Iowa State so far this year. They keep – they win – they win a bunch of games and then they lose the big games. So I, I really don't know much about them this year. All right, now we're going to go on to Notre Dame at Michigan. 
what should have been a close game, but Michigan just took, took a one away with it, scoring 45 points on Notre Dame. Shea Patterson was only, uh, he only threw 12 passes, but uh, and only made half of those passes, but for six passes, 100 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, uh, Notre Dame they didn't play they didn't play like a champion. Um, I mean, come on, live up to your sign. No, uh, they gave up 45 points to Michigan. Uh, the Michigan offense, who have said is horrendous so many times. That Michigan defense, though, they played really good against Ian Book. I think that uh, Michigan now has all the momentum uh, on their side. Yeah, they're not going to go to the college football playoff with two losses, but I mean, they can still get into a New Year's Six Bowl. They could still possibly go to, um, they could still possibly be, uh, have a really good record and go to a New Year's Six Bowl, but they, they've got all the momentum on their side now. Yeah. I mean, this is just a really good, this was a really good game, but uh, Notre Dame proved that they need to uh, fix things uh, mainly on defense, but Michigan played really good against Notre Dame. All right, yeah. now we go on to Washington State at Oregon. Um, now, this, again, was a really close game, but I really don't think it should have been. C.J. Uh, CJ Verdell, though, uh, Oregon's um, running back, he was he had 23 carries, 257 yards, and three touchdowns. Now, to put that in perspective, that's averaging more. That's averaging like 11 yards per carry. Like that's like a, that's like insane stats. Yeah, C.J. Ferdell had a great game. Uh, so did Anthony Gordon on the Washington State side. But um, Oregon, they barely escaped to win their seventh straight game. They haven't lost since uh, opening night against Auburn. Uh, they control their destiny in the Pac-12. I mean, I think they're the team in the Pac-12, especially figuring that really the only teams they have left are USC and Arizona State. Uh, I think that they have all the momentum on their side still, and they have the biggest shot at winning the Pac-12, being undefeated in Pac-12 play, and that one loss coming against a really good Auburn team. All right, now we go on to Cal at Utah. And now the second time us noticing uh, him is the running back from Utah, Zach Moss, 17 carries, 115 yards, and two touchdowns. He played really good, and like we keep on saying, we still think that Utah is overrated. But with them, uh, I, we, I really personally don't think that they've had too much competition. And some of the competition that they've had is they've lost one game. Uh, so I still do think that they're overrated, but they are in the top ten now, and they do keep on winning games. But I think that once they get to the bowl game, I think they'll find out that they actually are overrated, uh, depending upon who they play. Yeah, the Utah defense yeah. played great again, winning 35 nothing. They right now look like the biggest threat to uh, Oregon in the Pac-12, especially coming from other opposite divisions. That one loss, though, was to USC, who they're uh, tied for first in um, their division uh, with. I think that uh, they're better than USC, but um, – this could that loss could be a problem. They've got a big game against Washington coming up this week. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be a really good game this upcoming week. But uh, I don't know. I think it's gonna. I mean, Utah and Washington. I mean, they're playing at Washington, so all and we'll see how Washington does against Zach Moss. But um, we'll see if they can come out with another one there. All right. Next, we go on to the Division Three game that we picked last week. The rivalry game, Harden-Simmons at number one, UMHB. Um, 
Uh, UMHB stayed undefeated this uh, week. 15, the score was 15 to 14. Uh, Jace Hammock, the uh, UMHB quarterback, 10 for 17, 119 yards, and two touchdowns against Hard Simmons. Yeah, uh, UMHB, they escaped with a 15 14 win on a last second field goal by sophomore kicker Anthony Avila. I think that was um, a poor, poorly played game by UMHB. I think. Um, UMHB played a terrible game. Harden Simmons could have played a lot better. UMHB got very vanilla. They only threw 17 passes, and uh, like you said with Chase Hammock, I think it was a it was a good defensive battle. But they should have beat uh, Harden Simmons by a lot more than one. There was 10 seconds left on the clock whenever Avila ran onto the field to knock through the um the kick. The ball was snapped with one second left. If they if they ran onto the field with nine seconds, it would have been 14 to 12. Harden Simmons would have won. But just um, a good win for UMHB. They dropped to number two in the rankings behind Mount Union. I think that um, the rankings don't really matter right now because, I mean, I think they're better. But uh, just a good game between these two teams. But definitely not what, uh, we ex- what I expected for UMHB. All right, now we go on to some updated news. Um, one, uh, we've already mentioned Justin Fields went out with an injury um, against Wisconsin. Uh, the coaches and uh, so did Justin Fields say it's not nothing to worry about. He'll be good to go this week. Also, Tua Tagovailoa is uh, the Alabama uh, quarterback is expected to return this week over the bye, um, which will be really needed against uh, LSU the following week. Yeah, I think All that's right. yeah, a really good update for Alabama. Hopefully they can get him back or else it'll be tough against LSU without him if he doesn't come. Yeah, it would be tough. Like I said last week, I think Tua would make it or break it for Alabama against LSU. <clears throat> All right, now we go on to our underdog and coverage picks. Uh, for my first underdog pick, um, Georgia has proven themselves uh, to be upsettable, I guess is how you put it. Uh, but I have Florida to beat Georgia this week. Uh, at my first underdog pick, I have TCU beating Oklahoma State. TC, the way they played against Texas, uh, all the momentum's on their side. I think they'll come away with the upset. All right. Now, my next uh, underdog pick, I got Washington to beat Utah. Uh, I, you, like we mentioned up, up there, I think that this is going to be a really good game, but I think Washington's defense is going to be able to control Zach Moss, and I think that they'll. I think that this will be a really good game, I got, but I have Washington in a really close one. Um, I have, like, I, I agree with you. I think Washington's going to come away with the win over Utah. All right. Next, we have, uh, next time for my first coverage pick, I have Memphis not covering four and a half over SMU. Uh, whenever these came out, I was actually surprised that SMU wasn't favored to win. I know that they're playing this at Memphis, but still, uh, Shane Bouchelle, I think, will lead uh, SMU to a victory against uh, Memphis. Uh, I mean, I think that Memphis is just going to be one of those teams that goes into the rankings and then drops the next week, and it's nothing against them. It's just about who they play, and they play SMU, who's proven that they're a really good team. So I have uh, SMU. Uh, for my next, for my coverage pick, I don't think Baylor will cover, cover 17.5 over West Virginia. Virginia, West Virginia, they're a pretty good team. Baylor has been playing good, but I think that uh, this game will not be um, as Big of a blowout as everyone thinks that it will be. 
Um, next, I also agree with you, Baylor to not cover seventeen and a half over WVU. Um, I think that this will be a real. I think this will be a good game. I do think that Baylor will end up winning, but I don't think that they'll cover uh, seventeen and a half over WVU. I think that it will be within two touchdowns uh, with uh, Baylor still winning. For my next underdog pick, I think. For my next coverage pick, I think Kansas State will not cover six points versus Kansas. I think Kansas um, will is a lot better than everyone's expecting. So I do not think that Kansas State will be able to beat them by six, even with the way they played in the upset over uh, Oklahoma. I think that um, I think that just I don't know. I think that Kansas is a lot better than we're expecting, and. Um, Next, we have a basketball update um, for college basketball. Uh, number four, the Duke Blue Devils in college basketball um, had a scrimmage against a Division II team, Missouri State, the other night, and they beat Missouri State, a Division II team. This is Duke, by the way. Only beat Missouri State by six points while shooting 42.2% from the field. I think that that's not very good signs for Duke. And also, um, an update, the Texas Longhorns will be getting back Andrew Jones, who has suffered from leukemia the past two years. Um, I think this is uh, – he's a good player, and this is really good news for everyone, no matter if you're a fan of Texas or not, to hear that he's coming back from leukemia. Always good to hear. Yeah, it's always good to hear that someone's going to be able to come back and play, whether it's an injury or an illness or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, uh, talking about Duke, uh, we had a we had intense question if Brown Williamson really made that much impact last year. But we'll, we'll, we'll find out this season. All right, now we go back to football. Uh, this week's uh, Heisman leaderboard. Uh, at number five, dropped two spots. I have Jonathan Taylor. He uh, was, he, had, he so far he's had 177 carries, 1,009 yards. 15 touchdowns and averaging 5.9 yards per carry. These aren't bad stats, but they're not too great for a Heisman uh, contender. Whenever, especially most of the Heisman uh, winners are quarterbacks, and it's already back to get the Heisman Trophy. But he will definitely pick things up if he wants to. If he's trying to keep on trying to push for that. Yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor for me. He fell out of the Heisman leaderboard, actually. And at number five, bringing him back, Trevor Lawrence played a great game on uh, Saturday. Has been continuing to play good. I think that I think that Clemson and Trevor Lawrence he deserves to be number five now. Uh, um, uh, I don't know, like you, well, you just mentioned Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it's just a question because like everyone had this uh, I had this uh, football magazine before I even got uh, before the season even start and it said Tua versus uh, Trevor and at this point I don't even have them in the but at the very beginning of the season I had both of them ranked in the top four I think and now they both dropped um, and now they both dropped out of my uh, high and leader world altogether because this has been kind of disappointing this year with uh, last year he was really good I mean he still has quite a, he has still has a few seasons left to play but and then two with the injury, we don't know what's going to be happening after that. All right, next we uh, next number four for me, I have Ch- uh, running back Chuba Hubbard at Oklahoma State. He has 216 carries, 1,381 yards, 
16 touchdowns and 6.4 uh, yards. Uh, he's averaging 6.4 yards per carry. At number four, I'm bringing in a guy that's never been in either of our leaderboards so far this year. It's Justin Herbert. He's only thrown one interception this year. When I saw that stat, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's insane. He's thrown 21 touchdowns, over 2,000 passing yards. He's kind of been overlooked since the start of the season, and I think he's going to have – He's going to continue to have a great season. I think he's definitely uh, should be mentioned in the Heisman leaderboard, but I don't know if he should be in the top three. Next, we got Justin Fields, who mentioned him. Um, he threw for one. He's thrown for one thousand six hundred fifty-nine yards, twenty-four touchdowns, and only one interception this season. Yeah, uh, I'm going to disagree with you there. I have Jalen Hurts at number three. I think just the upset loss uh, on Saturday in the way he played didn't kind of, even though he played good, the upset loss kind of brings him back a little bit. And then I have Justin Fields at number two because he's just been having a great season. Yeah, uh, with uh, transferring average. All right, number two, I have Jalen Hurts. Uh, 2,489 yards so far, um, and 21 touchdowns and three interceptions this season. Uh, he does have more interceptions than uh, I do think that he's just a better overall quarterback with uh, being a huge dual threat quarterback, leading or passing. Yeah, I agree with you that uh, he's doing good. I just uh, that he's doing great. I just disagree with the placement. I think he should be three. I think you're good at this too. Number one, the Heisman favorite for about three weeks has been Joe Burrow. Um, now it's Joe Burrow, uh, five yards, third touchdowns, and four interceptions. Now he does have the most interceptions, but they're only 30 touchdowns in 2,805 yards through nine weeks of football. That's something really impressive to. That's something really impressive to do because throwing. Uh, that's three. Three and a third touchdowns every game. Not so fast. No, just kidding. I think that Joe Burrow deserves to be number one. I completely agree with you on everything you just said about Joe Burrow. You know, like Lee Corso on me there. That was, that was scary for a moment. Uh, you, you maybe think that you didn't have even Joe Burrow on your hiding leaderboard. But... All right. Now we go on to our top games. Uh, for five, I have uh, NC State at Wake Forest. Uh, this is going to be a really good game. Wake Forest two and a half, um, but I and I I think that this is just going to be a really good game. Uh, if it was at NC State, I actually do think that it'd be a closer uh, game, but I don't know because I think NC State might even be favorite if it was at NC State. Yeah, I think yeah, I think this will just be a good game. Wake Forest kind of been a surprise team this year, at number twenty three, and NC State's always kind of known for upsetting or getting close to upsetting teams. So I think this will be a good game. Number four, uh, I got Oregon at USC. Now, Oregon, number one in uh, um, their division, uh, their uh, division, um, and USC tied for tied for number one in their division of their conference. Uh, and this, I think this is just going to be a really good game. Um, again, or Oregon's is just, Oregon, the Packers is just there to lose, but I do think that uh, this is going to be a really good game. Uh, it's at USC, so we don't know if that's going to happen. 
uh, factor in it, but uh, this is going to be a really good game. Yeah, I think this will be a good game, especially since USC is um, number one in uh, their conference and Oregon is in their division uh, of the Pac-12, and Oregon is number one in their division of the Pac-12. I think this could be a um, – this could be – this game could uh, – have a part two later in the season. Um, although, watch out for Utah uh, playing against you. Uh, watch out for Utah and uh, USC's division. Yeah, and speaking of Utah, next uh, number three, we got Utah Washington. Uh, I mentioned this, uh, I think that uh, Washington is, is really going to uh, make Utah have a run for their money. I think it's just going to be an overall really good game. Hopefully Zach Moss can work something up, but Washington's defense also at Washington. Yeah, I think this will be a good game. Uh, Utah, USC, they they both have big games, both number one in their division. I think that um this will be the both of these games will be a um could be make it or break it games. And I think that uh they could I think this will just be a close game, close Pac-12 game, just like Oregon and USC. All right, next we got SMU at Memphis. Uh, I mentioned this in my underdog and coverage picks. I don't think Memphis will cover four and a half over uh, SMU. Now, again, I might be using that more towards an underdog pick because it's really good. And now because they haven't really played too many teams, but uh, SMU um, – SMU's really good uh, in the top 15, um, so it just depends. Again, this is also being played at Memphis, so we don't know if that's going to have a factor. Yeah, I think this will be a great game. SMU, Memphis, two top teams in the AAC. I think that um, SMU they have a shot at going. They have a shot at going undefeated, and Memphis is kind of Memphis is a team that's going to try to. Um, destroy that hope. So I think that uh, SMU, led by Shane Bouchel, going to come in try to stay undefeated. And this will be a great game in Memphis. Right. Um, the final top 10 game, um, it's gonna be a, I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, it's being played at Florida and Georgia. Again, like I said earlier, is known to be upsettable, uh, if that's the word to put it. Um, but And I had minor duck picks I got. Um, this is being played at Florida. That's going to yeah, weigh in a lot, and I got Florida over Georgia. Oh, yeah, I think this is going to be a good game between two SEC teams that are both uh, at the top of the SEC. Florida, I, I think they're overrated, but they've been playing good. Um, this will be a good game. Uh, like you said, Georgia's proved themselves to be un- upsettable, but I don't know if it would be really an upset because, I mean, these are two pretty much even teams. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a really good game no matter what. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, pretty even, but um, it, I mean, it just depends, again, like what teams decide to show up. It's going to be the team that slacks off and is looking to head to another game if there is another game to head to, or if it's just that they're just not in it uh, this game. Yeah. Now we'll go on to our uh, top 25. Um, now, one, I think they should have been there. Teams really good against those teams. Number one, finally, LSU. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think LSU should be – I agree with the AP poll, my fault. I said you. But uh, I think LSU should be number one. Uh, and, yeah, I do agree with you on that as well. All right. Uh, next we got number two, Alabama, number three, Ohio State, and number four, Clemson. Realistically, I think that those should just stay the same. Ohio State, Bama, and Clemson are really good teams this year. Uh, along with Penn State, who's actually now ranked five due to the loss, uh, due to OU's loss. Um, those are the top five, and there are the undefeated teams that's like, I don't know, like pretty cool, like if they could be upset, like, because Minnesota and Baylor are still undefeated, but questionable if they're going to, if they could get upset or anything like that. Same thing with SMU. Yeah, I agree with you, you and the AP poll. I think two Bama, three Ohio State, four Clemson, five Penn State. All right, next number six, Florida, seven Oregon, eight Georgia, nine Utah, and ten OU. Um, I think I agree with these. Uh, Florida, they do have one loss against LSU, but LSU number one team. I do think that they should be up there. Uh, Oregon also one loss against Auburn, who's actually ranked uh, at eleven. So we can go include them in that. Um, everything else, I think I agree with. Utah, ten OU. I do think that OU should be out of the top, possibly out of the top ten. Due to them getting upset by a non top 25 team. I uh, disagree with that. I think that Oregon should be six, Florida seven, Oklahoma should still be in the top 10. They're still a good team. They should be number eight. Georgia should be number nine. Utah, I, I moved them back to 10, and I have Auburn at 11. Uh, next, we got number 12, Baylor, number 13, Minnesota, number 14, Michigan, uh, SMU. I think I agree with all those. Uh, all those, Baylor and Minnesota, still undefeated. Um, Michigan, uh, they do have two losses. Um, so, question, I don't think undecided if they should be in the top 15. We all know that they've still proven to be a pretty good team. Definitely not out of the playoff contention. But, in the next 15 team, they've proven themselves that they're really good. Yeah, I think that um, I think that Baylor should be number 12. I have SMU moving to from 15 to 13. I mean, they're, they're just playing amazing. Then Minnesota at number 14, they're also playing amazing. They're undefeated along with SMU, along with Baylor, along with LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Penn State. Uh, you, I'm kind of surprised. Minnesota undefeated does not sound like something you would hear. But, yeah, I think Michigan, Minnesota should be 14 and Michigan with the way they against um, – with the way they played against Notre Dame, I think they should be put back into the top 15. Yeah, agree. Uh, now we got number 16, Notre Dame, uh, 17, Cincinnati, 18, Wisconsin, 19, 20. Um, now, Notre Dame, uh, I think I agree with that. Um, they dropped pretty low. Um, Cincinnati, uh, they're, uh, they're really, uh, doing pretty good this year. Wisconsin, a team, definitely should be ranked behind Michigan. Um, uh, or uh, actually, should, uh, should probably be ranked ahead of Michigan because maybe like, they should probably be at 16, maybe Michigan 17, possibly. They beat Michigan. They 
I know it's something to get upset by Illinois, and that might be the reason why Michigan's ahead of on, but I don't know. Um, and then we got Iowa and Appalachian State. I think I agree with those. And Appalachian State, again, proving that they're uh, they could be the team of this year. Um, they've been playing really good this year. Yeah, I have um, number 16, Cincinnati, 17, Notre Dame, 18, Iowa, 19, Appalachian State. I like that story, uh, Appalachian State, just a good team um, from – uh, not even group of five conference. They're just playing awesome. And uh, at number 20, I think Wisconsin should be there. I mean, they've gotten humiliated twice in a row, losing to lowly Illinois and then getting destroyed by uh, Ohio State. They should I, – I don't know what to say about uh, Wisconsin. Next we got 21, Boise State, uh, 22, Kansas State, 23, Lake Forest. 25, San Diego State. Um, now, okay, 21 Boise State, uh, I agree with that. Unfortunately, they dropped from uh, a loss. Uh, Kansas State, I do agree that they should be in the top 25, possibly maybe at 21. Maybe in, uh, 20 and Appala- Appalachian State move up to Wisconsin spot or Iowa spot. Um, I, uh, and uh, maybe like that. And then um, 23 Lake Forest, uh, they've been playing really good this year. Uh, still probably not uh, Still Clemson, but uh, 24, uh, Memphis. Um, again, top 25 matchup between us and you uh, this year, but I do think that they'll drop from the rankings um, this uh, upcoming week. Uh, I think that SMU will probably uh, take that one over. Um, and then 25, San Diego State. Uh, I haven't really watched the San Diego State team the game this week, but they are undefeated, and they are looking pretty good being undefeated, so. Uh, at number 21, I have Boise State. and number 22, I have Kansas State. Uh, at 23, I have Texas. Yeah, they've been playing terrible. Yeah, they have three losses. But when you look at it, two of those losses were to uh, top 10 teams. And then uh, 24, I have Memphis. Uh, looking forward to that top 25 matchup between Memphis and SMU. And then at 25, I have Wake Forest. All right, now we go on to our top 25 picks. Uh, the first game we had WVU, actually, so uh, maybe a scary upset there possibly could happen, but we don't know. Um, so but I got Baylor in this one. Uh, like I said, in my coverage picks, though, I got Baylor in a uh, in a uh, two touchdown uh, game. Yeah, I think that Baylor comes away with a uh, win. Like I said in my coverage picks, I got the Bears. Um, next, we got Appalachian State. I think Appalachian State keeps their undefeated streak. And on yeah, I got Appalachian State. Not really in a contest. I think that they've – I really like this team. They've been playing really good, and I think they'll continue to be undefeated. Next, we got uh, Michigan at Maryland. And uh, this is gonna be uh, this is gonna uh, not really be too much of a close game. I really don't think, unfortunately. But um, I think Michigan will win. Um, one thing you should check out though is you might want to just. It's actually gonna be wearing uh, some a uh, 1900s uh, throwback uniform. They're gonna be looking pretty cool, all red, uh, white turf side on the helmet. It's gonna be pretty cool. So you might just want to flip it over there and check out those uniforms. Yeah, I got uh, I got the Wolverines. And talking about uniforms, did anyone see those ugly, hideous things TCU was wearing against Texas? 
Yeah, I got I got the uh, Demon Deacons. Uh, I think they'll come away with the win against NC State. Notre Dame, Notre Dame uh, coming off that loss against a brutal loss, but I got them in a sweet comeback win against Virginia Tech. So uh, it's just kind of going to be a win thing. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, they'll come away with the win. Uh, Notre Dame, I think they're still pretty good. But uh, I, th I think that Virginia Tech is not good enough um, to beat Notre Dame. I got the uh, I got the Tide. Uh, why do I keep on saying the Tide? I said that last week. I got the Irish, 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 uh, coming with the win. Maybe I think they'll play like champions this this week. Hopefully, last time I said that they didn't. All right, next we got Kansas. Um, K-State coming off that win against OU. I think they'll have all the confidence. Uh, even against Kansas, uh, I got the Wildcats. Yeah, I got the Wildcats as well. But um, don't overlook um, Kansas. They've, they played really good and last week, and I think that they'll continue to play good. But I think that, I think that they have a shot at going to a bowl game in, a, in future seasons, but maybe not this season. Next, we got Wofford at Clemson. Now, the only reason I knew who Wofford was was because of uh, basketball. And if this was basketball, I think the uh, team would be flipped, and I, I would probably pick Wofford. But uh, Clemson, uh, now you're going to get a close one. If they were about 47, they uh, should even be 50 if they play if they play after this week. Yeah, I think that uh, Clemson will come away with the win. Uh, pretty easily. I think they'll be able to handle Wofford. Um, I got Trevor Lawrence continuing to play good as he's kind of starting to play whatever everyone ex is expecting out of him. I got um, I got the Tigers. All right. Next, we got Utah Washington. I mentioned this in my blog picks. You did too. Um, I know the Utes have been playing pretty good, but um, I think Washington will win this one at home. Yeah, I got Washington. Uh, I think that the only reason I think Washington's going to win this is because of the fact that they're playing in Seattle. And uh, Washington is a lot better when they play at home. So I got the Huskies. All right. Next, we got Ole Miss at Auburn. Um, I think that this will be an all right game. Um, but, I mean, they're playing at Auburn, so uh, I think that Auburn will just – Take off of it. I think in the first half it might be pretty good. Auburn will start out slow, and that's not speech. And they'll get out there and take on uh, go with. Yeah, I got Auburn winning this one. Uh, uh, and this is kind of off topic, but why they why why War Eagle? I mean, they call themselves War Eagle, but their their mascot is a tiger. It makes no sense. I mean, you never know with them, but. Yeah, <laughs> very true. All right, next week, uh, Cincinnati at East Carolina University. Um, now, uh, Cincinnati's ranked at uh, ECU 
probably the one for us with being ranked. Uh, but this is just, I think this is just going to be um, not so Yeah, I got Cincinnati coming away with a pretty easy win uh, against the Pirates of East Carolina. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a little off too, but I'm just like, ECU not really ranked at all, one of the worst. But you know, something I just noticed is that last week, the, uh, there's 130 teams in the FBS, um, and UMass is uh, ranked 130th, and UConn is ranked 127th, and they played each other just this past game. And I was watching some of the highlights, and everything was horrible. Defense, everything was horrible. It was it was just not a good game at all. I mean, near guy was two bad teams uh, playing, so I mean, you never know between those, but still, it was just not a good game. Yeah, the score was 56-35 to 35 UConn. Um, so I really I really don't know about, I mean, these teams, bad teams. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know where they got the term, a uh, minute it's supposed to be something historical through Boston or whatever, but I don't know. It just never really made sense to me why they called themselves a minute man. All right. Because they turn it over every minute. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, all right. Now I got SMU at Memphis. Oh, not at uh, Oregon at USC. Um, now, uh, I think uh, at USC, but I do have Oregon at this one, probably within a touchdown. Did you say USC? No, I said Oregon. Oh, okay. Because I was about to, um, I was about to leak Corso you right there. But I got Oregon as well. Uh, sounded like you said USC, but I agree with you. I think uh, Oregon's gonna come away with the win. I think that they're just playing good. Justin Herbert's playing good. I got, I got the Ducks. They will be wearing breaking news update uh, on uniforms. It's week ten. They'll be wearing their week ten uniforms. <laughs> now we got Boise State at San Jose State. Um, again, I, I don't think it's going to be too much of a close game. Boise State's going to have a bounce back uh, game that they really that they need. Uh, hopefully, get within the top twenty this week. Um, depending upon losses or anything, probably not going to be too many. But um, you know, uh, in the top twenty-five, but there's uh, and then they'll probably might even get in the top fifteen. Never know. But I have uh, Boise State. Yeah, I agree with you. I got Boise State coming away with the win. All right. Um, next, we have SMU at Memphis. Um, I mentioned this in my um, I mentioned this in my coverage picks. I don't think Memphis will cover over SMU, and I told and I said that I was kind of using that as an underdog pick, and I am. Um, but and I, so I have SMU uh, winning this one. Uh, might even be an outright win, uh, covering four and a half against Memphis. Yeah, I got SMU. Shane Michelle, uh gonna come away with the win. I think that uh, I think that Shane Michelle is going to lead them to uh, a pretty easy victory. Um, I've got the ponies. Florida, um, and I think that this will be a really good game. Um, I have Florida. Uh, uh, I got Florida taking this one um, in Florida. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you there. I got Georgia winning this one. I think it'll be a very ugly, low-scoring defensive battle, like a 10-7 to game. Uh, I got the um, 
I got Georgia coming in with the win. Uh, uh, the Bulldogs, I don't want to say go Bulldogs. I got Georgia. All right. Something we forgot to do is Davis' top players. We went from the Heisman board. We went to draft the top game. So, Davis, let's hear your top players uh, real quick. All right, at number five, I've got Jacob Eason, Washington quarterback versus Utah. Like I said, I picked Washington winning this one. I think he's going to be a huge factor. Uh, yeah. I think that he's going to play um, really good. Yeah, I mean, they are playing. But uh, Utah, I think that they'll, uh, like I said in my uh, underdog picks, I think that they'll fall. And one of those is going to be the secondary. I think that he is going to take advantage of that. All right, at number four, I've got Justin Herbert, Oregon quarterback versus USC. He's number four in my Heisman leaderboard. I got him at number four in top players this week. I think he's going to help um, to lead them to a win. I got Justin Herbert at number four this week. Herbert, you mentioned only had one um, interception. Um, he's been playing really good, throwing for over 2,000 yards this year uh, already, and he's playing really good at Oregon. Uh, I definitely agree that he should be in the top players. All right, now at number three, I've got DeAndre Swift, uh, Georgia running back versus Florida. I think that, like I said, this will be a close game and that the reason I, th I think that the way that they will win is through um, is through DeAndre Swift running the football. So I got, um, I got Swift at number three. Um, yeah, I think that DeAndre Swift will have a really good game. Uh, I think that he'll be able to run against Florida. Um, this is going to be a really good game. But I do think that Florida will come out with one there. All right, now at number two, I've got Kenneth Gainwell, Memphis running back versus SMU. This is going to be a great game in Memphis, Tennessee. I think that um, the reason that it'll be a good game is because of these two high-powered offenses. I think it'll be a high-scoring shootout, and Kenneth Gainwell is going to lead them going to lead Memphis on the ground. SMU, uh, I do think that they'll still come up with the win, but he's going to definitely shoot their, uh, uh, their line and linebackers. Um, SMU, that's going to be their priority to stop, and if they stop them, I think that they'll for sure win the game. All right, now at number one, this is from the same game, I got Shane Bouchelle, SMU quarterback, playing against Memphis, I think that he will be the um, reason that Texas wins, that SMU wins this game. I think that uh, he's going to come out, he's going to play great and help lead SMU to this win. That's great. Uh, SMU has been playing really good, and one of those key reasons is definitely because of um, Shane Michelle. He's been playing really good transfer from UT. Um, he's been playing excellent this year. I can't uh, – Exaggerated enough, but um, I think that he's definitely going to lead SMU to a victory this week. All right, and now moving on to um, our final segment. This will be on college basketball, and um, due to the season starting, we will have we'll start to feature college basketball on Section 105 Game Day starting next week. So for right now, we'll give you like a a little short preview of this season, starting with our picks for uh, National Player of the Year. Um, so who do you think will win the National Player of the Year in college basketball this season? All right. 
personally. Um, this year, I got Cassius Winston. He has predicted to top the score uh, this week. Uh, he's a guard for Michigan State. I think he's going to be playing really well in Michigan. I think that he's going to be one of those key players to make them rank number one for a long time. So I got Cassius Winston winning player of the year this year. Yeah, I agree. I got Cassius Winston. Um, he's a senior, came back for coming back for his senior season, was the leading scorer last year, averaging 18.8 points per game. And uh, like you said, they're ranked number one in the nation. And now he's kind of like that main guy. Last year they had other guys um, with him. Uh, um, last year they had other guys with him. So this year I think that he's number one, and I think he's going to come away, play a great season, and win National Player of the Year. And next we've got um, our top 25, who we think that the top 25 will be. So uh, let's go ahead and get going real quick. So number one in the AP poll is Michigan State. I agree with that. Number two, Kentucky. agree with that. Three, Kansas. I agree with that. And then four, I think that North Carolina is number four. Uh, I think that they're ranked number eight, but number nine, but I'm going to move them up to four because of the update I gave on Duke earlier. So what do you think about the top four? Uh, I think I agree with Duke. I mean, it is a question. I mean, they still have a little bit of practice and some, but Don Williamson might have made I personally think I still have the Duke in the top four. I got the top four staying the same. All right, now number five through ten is Louisville, Florida, Maryland, Gonzaga, North Carolina, and Villanova. Already mentioned, I think North Carolina be, should be number four. I think Duke should be five. Louisville should be six. Florida should be seven. Gonzaga, eight. Maryland, nine. And Villanova, ten. Um, next, I might be a little biased, but Maryland has a lot of returning players coming back this year. That's a lot of now senior uh, sophomores who are still playing back. Um, uh, I think that they should be number five. Um, Gonzaga six actually, Anna, seven, Louisville eight, Florida nine, and Villanova ten. All right now, eleven through fifteen at eleven um, is Virginia, the defending national champs. Obviously, they lost uh, two of their best players, DeAndre Hunter and um, and Kyle Guy. At number twelve is Seton Hall, thirteen Texas Tech, fourteen Memphis, and fifteen Oregon. I agree with all of that. I'm going to highlight Memphis. Uh, they've got the incoming number one freshman, James Wiseman. I think that they'll be really good, led by uh, second-year head coach, Penny Hardway. Uh, yeah, I that too. And you said I'd bring up freshman. He's um, actually James or ranked overall uh, production be this year um, in college basketball. Um, and, he's, and he's a freshman. He are seniors. And then the number five is also a freshman, Cole Anthony. He's a guard from North Carolina. Uh, I think he's going to be playing really good for North Carolina and might move North Carolina up quite a bit in the rankings this, uh, after the first week. All right, now 16 through 20, 16, Baylor. 17, kind of surprising, is Utah State. 18 is Ohio State. 19 is Xavier. Um, and 20 is St. Mary's. I think that uh, Xavier should be 16. Ohio State 17, St. Mary's 18, uh, Baylor 19, and Utah State 20. I think I agree with all that. Um, I was a little surprised. Um, 
But I probably have uh, Ohio State and um, uh, Ohio State 20, Xavier 18, and St. Mary's uh, 19. Um, but everything else stays the same. All right, now 21 through 25. 21 is Arizona. 22 is LSU. 23 is Purdue. 24 is Auburn. And 25 is VCU. I agree with everything except I think Auburn and VCU should not be in there. Auburn lost Chumo, Kiki, and uh, probably their best uh, – Chumo, Kiki, one of their best players, and as well as two other of their best players. I think that they should not be in there. And then VCU should not be in there. I think that um, instead should be – Georgetown at 25, and then Tennessee at 24. All right, now finally we're going to do – now lastly we're going to do our uh, final four and national championship picks. Uh, for my final four, I have Michigan State, North Carolina. I think that that will be Cassius Winston – Cole Anthony, like we said, um, and then also in the other uh, side of the Final Four, I've got Memphis. I think James Wiseman, Penny Hardway, they're going to uh, be a dynamic duo. And then also uh, kind of um, more – kind of a more surprising-ish team um, in the in the Final Four. I've got Tennessee uh, – or not Tennessee, my fault that I read that wrong um, – I got Auburn, even though I kicked them out of my top 25. I think they'll still be good, and they're going to be kind of an underdog upset team that's going to go to the Final Four. Yeah. For the championship, um, I have uh, Michigan State and North Carolina, like you said, um, but then I have uh, Kansas and And um, I said Auburn. I messed up twice. I was looking at the SEC, and – I meant to say Kentucky. I said Auburn. So, um, Final Four, Michigan State, North Carolina, um, Kentucky, and Memphis. Then the national championship game, I think it'll be Michigan State and Kentucky being Michigan State. Yeah, national championship game, I got Maryland and Michigan State, but I have Michigan State winning as well. All right, so that is our latest episode of Section 105 Game Day, along with giving you a preview of – uh, college basketball. So thank you for listening. Yeah. See you guys.